What is going on, RB? It's Archer MC back again for another episode of Foot Live and the first episode of FIFA 20. So excited. We have Felix. We have Joey. It's a late night. Felix is probably tired. Joey's at work. But we're here. We had to be here for FIFA 20. We had to get one right at the start. So today we have it. We're going to talk about what we've done so far on our early access and then our other access that just happened yesterday. Uh, draft, rivals, so on. How we're liking the game. What's different than 19? So, yeah, with that, you guys have played more draft. I don't know if we want to get started with that. You guys have played a lot more draft than me. Uh, that's how you guys like to start off, by putting FIFA points on to a draft. So how's that experience been for you two? And I uh, quite liked it, um, to be honest. Like, I think the gameplay is enjoyable as well, but, you know, draft is always a good, um, a good way to start off the year because you get more packs in return than you would get for the same amount of FIFA points, if that makes sense. Um, you get to learn the game a little bit, experiment with different formations and players, and yeah, I'm having quite a good time. I played um, 21 drafts so far, I think. I've won 11. I got first rounded four times as well, <laughs> but you know that's always going to happen. I quit a lot of um, drafts. Well, a lot. I say a lot of drafts. It was two. I quit in the first round because I hated the formation of the team. But yeah, I, I'm really enjoying the draft right now. I much prefer it over um, rivals, which I've played a little bit. And squat battles, which I've already abandoned because it triggered the living hell out of me. When I, was I heard a little story about you yesterday about your squad battles time. Oh my god! I, I, got, I got I got let into a little information about how you enjoyed squad battles. I was <laughs> should have seen rage. You should have seen how he was enjoying draft today in the stream. <laughs> I, I watched. I was I was watching a little bit, but I was at work, so I couldn't really I couldn't really pay attention. But um, oh, yeah, oh, so you, you that guys... one where I, where I got knocked out in the second round and it was. The, oh yeah, yeah, where you were out playing the guy, and he was parking the bus. Oh, oh, just no, no oh, we we do not want to talk about that one. That was horrific. <laughs> but yeah, I so did, I did uh, enjoy the draft after though. That was quite nice. Yeah, the reason I'd say you guys have done more draft one, I haven't put my FIFA points on yet. I was waiting till this weekend, so I'm gonna do some packs and probably some drafts there. Um, and also the reason why I'm recording now and the reason why this podcast is a little late, I was sick all weekend, so I'm actually way behind on games played as well. Going to try to fix that over the coming weekend and play a ton. But I have, like I said, I haven't played drafts. I've done a little bit of squad battles uh, just to get those early packs. Uh, just got enough to like gold something. I don't even know. I didn't play a ton. And then I've done some rivals, got my placements in. Actually didn't do too bad. think I figured my formation out, at least for the start. Um, but yeah, I guess getting into the gameplay, I mean, draft rewards are shite. So <laughs> uh, Yeah, I've gotten shafted this year, man. I, I think for me, I love playing draft at the beginning of the game obviously for the best return i have the same win ratio roughly as as felix i haven't gotten first rounded uh i don't think i think i only got first rounded one time and i just had a really really bad draft overall and bad formation i got first rounded once but other than that i've been to the either semis or finals every time and i have gotten like shafted with rewards i think this is the worst start of any fifa for me in terms of my what my starter squad is going to probably look like for the first weekend league mm -hmm. uh, depending on what i get from rivals rewards and whatnot but yeah it was it was a rough start one thing i did notice that kind of is different is obviously we can't go into the catalog and just you know get all of our coin boosts right away you have to do it through the season um season rewards or whatever yeah and i, I, I feel that because when i used to be able to just get the coin boost my coin total would just be flying like it would be so noticeable. Without yeah, that, yeah, that's like, a th like you should a thousand coins because usually if you buy them in the right order and you're a high level like we are right. after playing a few years, yeah, you're a thousand at least every game. You play eighty games, that's eighty k right there. I mean, that's like just on top of whatever else you've done. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I think that's played a little bit of a difference for my coin total, and because of my bad start this year, I've really I'm diving into trading hard, man. I'm trying to. Yeah, it's not that I don't want to spend money on the game. I just want to limit how much I want to want to put in this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, uh, I I I usually start off with some FIFA points. I think I'm going to do a bigger one this weekend, as I said, um, in terms of packs. I haven't touched so far. We're uh, a true road to glory, if you want to call it that. Um, kind of. I'm sharing an account, but I don't mind saying that. Uh, but we actually have a decent start, like a decent starting squad, probably less, obviously, than you guys. I mean, I've... I don't want to spoil it, but we can talk about what happened with Felix Open Packs. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so I have a decent starter squad, but it's been actually fun to play. I think I, if you look, we have a, a Discord specifically like a DM for just this podcast. And I think if you look at the first day the game came out, it's just me raging about how shitty it is. Um, not even the defending, honestly. I was I was fine with that, but 
it was just like everything else about it felt slow, felt like the passing was bad, felt like with the defending, even if you defend well, the, the rebounds went back the other way. But I mean, as I'm slowly improving my squad and with you guys having the better squads, you probably say it more or at least playing drafts. So you're using better players. I feel like this game, like it has the makings of a good game. I mean, there is still stuff that needs to be fixed, but it's, it, it feels like this is the least, the smallest patch we've needed going into a year, at least. I don't know. Maybe that's just me getting excited already, but it just seems like we don't need a huge patch like right away this year. Uh, probably true. Yeah, there is a couple of things that. Um, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we can we can get to those in detail, but yeah, we'll we'll get to that. I think like even like I guess eighteen felt good, but everyone was, like it was a community consensus that the 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 scoring was too high or something like that. So that's where that huge patch came in and it made it like one of the worst games of all yeah. time. But uh. Like 19, like 19 from the get-go felt negative and it kind of just kind of stayed that. But whether they just like, let's say, take 19 off and just make 20 good, I don't know if that's what they did. But it feels like this is like one of the most positive I've been going into a FIFA in a while. But I don't see, I don't see too many complaints. Well, yeah, look, there are obviously, as I'm scrolling through Twitter, it's definitely not like last year where you would just see post or tweet after tweet after tweet. Like this game is this, this game is that this year it's people are a lot like, finally we're playing, we're back to playing football. We're not just, you know, doing tornado crosses, this and that. But um, I think the flaws of the game are really going to probably be highlighted throughout like weekend league and division rivals right now. We're all playing drafts and this and that. And I think it's, it's still in the honeymoon phase. I personally love defending. I'm like you, I don't have any issues with the defending. I think, it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, my issues is mainly with the left stick dribbling with players. I felt like it was, I don't know about how you feel Felix, but on beta, I feel like the dribbling was better on beta when we played. It depends that like the first build we had on the beta. And uh, I think at this point we're actually allowed to speak about it because it gives a yeah, shit about yeah. the beta anymore. Right. The first build we had on the beta, I hated, honestly. I thought it, it was very the bad. Patch. It was way too slow. Patch. But uh, yeah, after the patch, it was decent, but I, I played after the patch like two games with a normal low end team, right? And then we got those uh, mega squads. So it's hard to judge it compared to this game because of the caliber of team you had. It's just not a fair comparison, especially in terms of dribbling when you get those high pace, high dribbling, high agility players. It's very different to. Well, what yeah, see, I'm, now. I'm gauging it when I had like Lukaku up front at one point and I was able to dribble with him. Um, and I don't remember if that was pre-beta patch or post-beta patch. I, th- it, I think it was pre, pre-beta patch. I was able to drill with him. But I was using like Luis Suarez in one of the drafts yesterday, and I just he could not turn with him for whatever reason. Um, but then again, if you get a player like Messi, who in my opinion this year, I know it's he's controversial. Unreal. I think he's better than Ronaldo on, on 20, personally. Mm-hmm. I've um, seen that a few times, so you're not alone. I don't think it's a general consensus at least, but I've definitely I seen it a few times. He, yeah, I think his when when you get the ball with him, the the ball when you dribble, oof, it's smooth. But I wish more players yeah. felt like that. Mm-hmm. Messi's dribbling is definitely much better than Ronaldo's. I think Ronaldo is the better finisher of the ball, and uh, you know he's got that physical presence. They they've both got their their positives and negatives about them, but I think Messi this year finally is a more than usable card. He's actually like I think he's sensational. To be mm-hmm. fair, he's outrageous. Like how good he is his finesse. Finesse with Messi is a goal. It's crazy, man. How good he is. And with that, I think you said the physical attributes is what one of the facts that made Ronaldo like one of the better players, obviously. And with that, I saw today. Obviously, the Oktoberfest uh, objective series is out, and you have to score with headers with Germans or whatever. And I saw a tweet like a joke. It was like, I have a better chance. Right, I think it was Jack Fifty Four. Is like, you have a better chance of packing Zidane than scoring like twenty five headers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, heading, because, heading and so goal. like headers are way down like i've scored a few corners but i guess i think it was squad i think i think i've scored one corner header online like the the rest have been squad battles so like the defenders aren't as good obviously but yeah. um like headers and stuff like that are way down so ronaldo's height factor is less less important to messi's which i think could also factor into that physicality who's still being there but not as necessary obviously there's on the ball physicality as well but i'm talking more size uh in this sense Something that I've not tried out yet this year, uh, because it's just not really been a factor in FIFA 19 and 18, that seems to be very strong as well, is the shielding with LT seems to be mm-hmm. back. So uh, that might benefit Ronaldo as well. I've it not is, really got to try good. that yet, so I'm, I'm yet to try it out, but it seems to be really good. It's yeah. pretty solid. I, I definitely like using it in uh, one striker formations to hold up the play a little bit. 
So I did notice it's pretty useful holding yeah. off uh, the yeah. Ulti. And so, I think I think with that, I mean, obviously, going the opposite side of shielding is defending. Um, well, obviously, I think that's the biggest change coming in. I, I, I mean, it was obvious they pointed out they try to make sure that, that we knew like that they changed it and that it was the big change. Um, and I, I had noticed, like I said, the first day one, I thought I was like, oh, they didn't fix defending because we had Agia on, we had Shauna Games on, who had played at like Agia played at like EA Play and Shauna played at uh, Gamescom or whatever. And they both had said the defending was really good and that when you made a tackle, it went back to your player or they like kind of like absorbed it better. And the, my first day of the game, like every single tackle I made was ping ponging back. But it turns out it's really just they actually made the defending stat seem to matter more because, like, yes. like I said, I've, I, I, I've, I have my deep, my two defenders are Kanji. And as of right now, I have a Bundesliga starter team, and the, just the difference between them and then like my true true starter team, which had like is it Hinterreger? I guess I don't know how to pronounce it, but him yeah, and then like correct. another German. Uh, I forget who it was, but it was like a low end German. Uh, center Stock, back, like, uh, no, it was like I was like a no name. It was just who came in my starter pack. It might even been a silver. I don't even know. But just like the difference between them, and then like an OP starter, I, I've noticed like ping pong still happens. But again, I'm not using Van Dyke. Like I'm using Ta and Kanji, and like just know, it, so if you're struggling with defending now, just know like if you build your team out, like the better defenders do defend be- better, which is yeah, I, I definitely second this. Um, when you're playing with even what you would consider a decent card, like the, you said, the 82s, the 83s that aren't necessarily horrendous. Mm-hmm. It makes such a difference, honestly, when you're using the top-end players like Varane, Van Dyke. If you get a tackle in, most of the time you win the ball. There is still the occasional bounce and stuff. That's always going to happen. You, you can't get 100% of your tackles as winning possession. That just won't work with the way the game's played. Um, but it, it's definitely much better than last year where you had to tackle five times to eventually win the ball somehow. It's much more rewarding and enjoyable this year. I really enjoy the defending. It took some getting used to with the agility of the defenders because they are quite heavy on the turn sometimes. But once you've uh, gotten used to that, it's actually... I enjoy defending, honestly. Mm -hmm. I like it the way it is. I'm having fun with it because it is rewarding. The one issue I see with the defending is more so the intercepting rather than... Um, the tackling, I've had quite a few instances where I thought, man, that's an easy inter- interception. I should be getting the ball there. And my player just ignored the ball. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that bad. Either. That. It's just some, sometimes it's a little bit frustrating and it could be better, but it's not really the, a major issue in my opinion. I think, Felix, you're talking about like uh, regarding the interceptions, plenty of times will people pass literally pass it into your player and it'll just bounce back to them. Yeah, that's like, one of the strange things passes. as well. But I, I was more so thinking, I think I showed you uh, two clips um, that I recorded um, on my phone and sent it to you two guys because I knew you were playing the baser as well, so I wasn't technically sharing it with anybody that shouldn't see it. Yeah. Um, I was showing you clips of my players missing interceptions. Do you remember that? Uh, okay, so there instances when, was when, August, pass, so. when I'm running in a passing lane and the pass comes along that exact lane and I'm in... I'm literally in the trajectory of the pass and my player will just ignore it and watch it roll past him or something. Those are the ones I'm talking about that I find very annoying. That's happened like three or four times in draft out of how many games have I played in draft, like 80 or something. So it's it's not really the biggest number and I've not noticed it in quite some time. It happens every now and then, but not to a point where I say it really does need fixing. It would be nice if it was a little bit better, but it's not a pressing concern at this point in time. Yeah, I want to bring that up because, like like I said, it was something for me. The day one, I was complaining about saying, like, the defense. I, I, I saw, obviously, I was at work when the game, uh, game came out or whatever, so I saw people, like, saying, oh, my God, I love defending on day one. And I go home and play, and I was getting, like, the, the rebounds. I was like, what are they talking about? Like, I'm not talking about, like, the manual defending. Like, I'm not just, like, defending poorly. I'm, like, winning the tackles. But uh, I want to say that because if people are in the same position, if they're get, or if they if someone like listening doesn't have like the early access or whatever the ten hours and they're just getting on now, if you're using a bad defender, it's gonna feel like it didn't actually improve that much. Um, <laughs> and then I wanted your guys' opinion because obviously you guys are using really top te- top tier oh. defenders and draft and so on. Yeah, so I was gonna say, Rob, you probably won't have much to say on this because you haven't really played draft much, but I do feel like drop back is a little bit too good. And it's a little too easy to, even though defending is more manual, when you go on drop back, I, th- I still think it's too easy to defend um, and absorb pressure because you still have the ability 
to not switch off. And even if you do switch off, the jockeying is so good that you can, and in my opinion, like I said, the dribbling is, is not where it should be on some of the players that you can always stay in front of the attacker from what I can feel. I don't know. Like if Felix yeah. feels the same way, yeah, but absolutely. so that's where it is. Um, multiple little issues um, compiling to one big problem that is part of the bus being overpowered as hell. Because you can you can just, you know, narrow your defensive width down to whatever one or something, drop all the way back. One of the problems is that then the entire box is clogged and you're sitting like behind the behind the penalty spot. So it's impossible to get in behind that line because the ball will just go out of play and the keeper will gather it or something. That is one of the problems. And you can't take you, you can't take a shot because there is literally five players in your path that are going to block that ball. You can't get shots away. It's so hard, so hard to turn those players that are in your way with the left stick dribbling because on players that aren't Lionel Messi, it's just not good enough. And I also, I notice like, shooting doesn't take off as uh, as quick as like when you press shoot. There's like a slight little yeah, it's a composed finishing. Yeah. Oh, is that what causes it? Yeah, it's, it's the composed finishing feature they added, which is something that you have no influence on. Essentially, just the players taking an extra little moment to compose themselves and make their finish it's, more accurate, which is I feel it really, in, really nice yeah. when you have a lot of space and time. But sometimes you just need to pull the trigger quickly in it and just get the shots away in between two defenders that are coming, sprinting in or something. And then it screws you over because it allows the defender that extra split second to get a tackle or a block in. It can yeah. be really frustrating in some instances, I agree, but generally I like uh, the addition. It just needs to be a bit more situational and contextual, I think. Or, you, or well, it would be nice if you could uh, manually trigger the composed finishing. Then it wouldn't be an issue. Like, normal finish, normally finishing would be just quick fire, more or less. Yeah, I um, think that, that would just cause more, like... I think shooting needs to be one of the more simple things rather than causing another timed uh, finishing situation like we had last year. Like, oh, you didn't use composed yeah, we... finishing, that's why it didn't go in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of timed finishing, though, um, it's not really been a factor for me so far. Like, I have a feeling that I really don't need it. It's very high risk, low reward this year, I think, because it's much harder to time. And uh, I was trying it a little bit in the skill games, trying to practice it. I didn't really feel that much of a difference, if I'm being honest. I still yeah, try to time them. Yeah, I've been, I was going to say the same thing. I've, I've been trying to time practice. But, uh, sorry, with the, with the timing, I, I, you said it's harder. I'd say, so for me, it's been um, the time finishing on, like, just, like, not long shots, but, like, just the straight-on, like, power shots. I feel like I have been mistiming every single one of them. Still trying to practice those, but finesse shots still seem super easy to time green. I don't know if it's because it's faster, where the power shots you're kind of lining up more. But yeah, it just yeah, feels to me like uh, like finesse shots are still super easy to time. But I don't know if I've noticed a difference. I've just been trying to do it as much as possible in case there is a difference. One thing um, I noticed when I was practicing the timing, by the way, this is a bit off topic, but um, it's the low-driven finesses, which I've loved uh, last year. Um, someone told me low-driven finesses were insane this year and much, much better than last year, and it's the meta and stuff. I actually disagree. I think low-driven finesses were much stronger last year just because of the shot power on the shots. It's, it's much worse this year. But that that is just from skill games, and I'm uh, yet to properly try them out in-game. But yeah, I'll, I'll see about that one. I, I think last year they were better, but, you know, we'll mm-hmm. give it some more time. Yeah, I don't know if that goes with like the way you say like you haven't properly tried out in game. Because I was like, obviously, like I said, I was watching you play a little bit the past couple of days, obviously with your stream. <coughs> but it feels like, like, like you said, when you play those like drop back people or whatever that still try to do that, and they clog the box, you have no shot. It's like they're asking you to do the go to the byline and sweat it, and you kept trying it today, and like it kept getting blocked. But it feels like that's still like the best, even though it got blocked like, a bunch of times while watching you. It's also like the way you scored almost all your goals, like as well, because it's just like the way the drop back works, they're inviting like that exact thing to do it. So you're not really need to time it because they're really, at the end of the day, because the almost because the defense is better, the offense, you're working better chances and you end up just scoring like tappens at the end of the day. Uh, at yeah, least that, when that I was brings, watching you in the draft today, but. That brings me to another problem I'm having with this game is the attacking AI. I, I say it about like 12 times every game I'm playing. I think that attacking AI on FIFA 20 is 
absolutely terrible. Especially from these sweat goal situations. When you're on the byline, you know these situations when you've got like one defender to beat and you're doing a little drag back heel to heel or something mm-hmm. to just shake him off a little bit so you've got that angle and the space to get the, the cut back in. It's so hard to find your attacker in the box because one or two things are going to happen. Either your attacker is going to sprint into the box and just not stop running and almost run into the net. Or he's just going to stop dead on the six-yard line and just oh, sit there yeah, for five minutes. That's exactly and what I was going to say. Yeah, not drop a little back, you know, in those pockets of space, trying to shake off the defender, drop back, offer you that pass. He just stands there and watches what the guy on the ball is doing and he's driving me up the tree, man. Oh, I hate it so much. I think this is this is a thing that needs addressing uh, in a patch, actually. I think it's that bad. I, w- I would agree because so I've been trying to do the same thing. Uh, so I'm, play- I'm playing 4-3. Uh, four three two one. After talking with Joey a little bit, we both like we're talk- attacking AI. How in f- in a four three three, it feels like the attackers do nothing to help you out. It's basically whoever has the ball is the one that's doing everything. Um, so the four three two one I found is a little bit better in that. So I've been getting way more chances like to do that. Go down the wing, cut to the byline, cut inside, and literally I've so I've Gnabry at striker right now. So I get he is off Kem, but it's not that mad. He basically just stands on the six yard box behind one of the center backs. And I have to pray that either I think I have Eggstein and uh, Havertz as my two sets, like center mids that actually go forward. My other center mid stays back. Um, but I have to hope they're making a run at the exact time I hit the byline. And because if they're doing that, then I'll hit them on the penalty spot for basically a free goal because it's just them one on with the goalie at the penalty spot. But if they've already made the run, they're basically hiding behind the defender just like the striker is. And they're nowhere to be found. But if I time it perfectly where they, they're making the run as I'm basically cutting inside to pass it. It's it's beautiful. But yeah, they, if, if they've already made the run, it's too late. They just stand yeah. still. And I, I think that is one of the problems that causes um, Park the Bus to be OP because you can't really score from these sweat situations un- unless you hit the exact right moment. When when they've made the run, it's too late. When they yeah. already arrive, they, they don't move back. They just stay where they are. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. And it is with even from open play, when you're not in these sweatball situations, that's just when it's uh, most noticeable. Even when you're just normally attacking, some of the runs I'm I'm seeing just make no sense. Like they've got acres of space on the outside when they're you know when your central striker is running from the inside to the outside, you can hit him with a through ball. All yeah. of a sudden, he will just turn away and run back inside, and you've not got the chance to make a pass to him anymore. It's a bit frustrating, really. So I, feeling... I think attacking AI is terrible. Yeah, I hate it. I have a feeling they made it that way because they wanted to. Emphasize manual defending. So maybe they didn't make the attacking AI too good, so that it would wouldn't be too difficult to defend. That's maybe what I, what I'm seeing they've done. Yeah, they are I, 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 try to balance it because you're like saying like, yeah, the goal was to lower the AI defending this year. So if you also keep AI attacking good, then you've now made everything manual, and then attackers can be AI. So yeah, I know I, I can see what you mean. But they tried to find a balance, but I don't think it's there right now. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a bit um, a bit too weak. Um, for me, the massive issue in, in the attacking AI is, like I said, is this wet goal situation. That's when it's most noticeable for me. The rest is all right. You can still attack normally, but it is actually mad difficult to score sweat goals this year. Which which obviously, like, sweat goals, the, the whole point of being sweaty is that they're super easy to do. Um, and also, that, like you said, that's why drop back and, like, park the bus or whatever feels so effective is because... They, like like I said, I'm watching you play every that guy that I, I forget what game it was. You ended up winning it, but you had to like I think it was the one you went to overtime and like one six four and you rage quit. But uh, he was he was literally six in the box almost. I think like basically four all four and then the two CDMs basically in the box and just like let you have that byline wide open. You kept cutting in a in it like one of his wingbacks would just clear it out at the last second as you sweated across. But like if that if that if that didn't happen and you actually scored those, there's no way he would have played drop back still. Yeah, it's just it's just a couple of things factoring into the drop back being OP. I think where yeah. you can adjust the attacking AI that would help. One other thing is the left stick dribbling being a bit, um, yeah, getting a bit of an increase. I think that would help as well. Maybe they can just change far <laughs> back you actually sit with the drop back in it. If it was just a bit higher that you wouldn't sit behind the penalty spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah. When, when, when that guy was playing drop back, it was like his two center backs and wing backs were almost within the goalie's six box, six yard box. 
almost because like that's and that's where your striker would stand here. Striker would stand on the six yard box. Two center backs would be on either side of him, so there's no chance the ball gets there. And yeah, then and then your two, the two CDMs are basically standing on the penalty spot. So I mean, you have all the space around the box to work with. You can just keep passing nonstop. But this you and then as soon as you do that, they all sprint at you, so that every shot is blocked. <laughs> so if you do try to like cut it back and then work it to like almost like a like last year, like a cutback and then finish shot from at top of the box, everything gets blocked because they eight, it's six guys in the box. What do you think about keepers this year? I uh, I don't know. I've really noticed anything other than the fact that they parry the. They're also I feel like they improved in making saves, but the saves just usually go to the attacker if they don't catch it. But I feel like they do catch a lot more than they used than they used to. I think the top end keepers are outrageous. Like if you've uh, played against a De Gea or Van der Sar in draft, some of the saves they pull off are genuinely mental. I made one. I have so I did play one draft game. I won four zero rage quit. No big deal. Uh, but I do have uh, eighty seven Van der Sar in that, and he made one of the most incredible saves I've ever seen. <laughs> Actually, I'm generally fine with uh, the way goalkeepers are. I think uh, so too. I think I've seen just so many videos of them parrying, and I've I've experienced it myself. But I've seen so many videos of them parrying it perfectly, right? To the like, if they just parried it a little bit differently, because like once they make the save, you expect them to make the save. I don't think they're saving these shots that like they're not making like these incredible saves that are unrealistic. It's just when they do save it, they just need to put it the right direction, that like a, a yeah. real professional goalie would. I like that we have more options now at, at the keeper position. You're not forced to play with De Gea or um, De Gea, but, you know, so you have <laughs> more you have more options to use this year. Um, I think I came up against All Black one time in a draft. My goodness, he might be the best to me on the game, which is pretty nutty because no one ever uses him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love Harry De Gea and Van der Sar, my experience, are the strongest so far. But yeah, well, it's, there's not really a lot of variety in draft because you, you see, like, if yeah. it's a terrible goalkeeper, he's just terrible, isn't it? At the top right. end. Um, in my main team, I'm using Marc Andre Terstegen, who I think has been fantastic so far as well. Yeah, so he's, he's solid. And I've heard Allison's really good as well, which is good. That high yeah, right. is good. I remember last year we would use <laughs> Allison and we'd be like, what is going yeah, on? What? Like, oh, why is like letting everything go in all of a sudden? <laughs> When I was seeing Allison in someone's team, I was licking my lips, man. It was brilliant. So they definitely addressed that, which is cool. What What are you guys uh, using as your format? I know Rob, you like the. I'm with you. I like the four three two one with the middle center mid, and uh, using the drop back in between defenders instruction. Mm-hmm. It's been really really solid. Almost acts like a three at the back. I leave my fullbacks on overlap, not overlap. I'm balanced. Sorry, I yeah, balanced. balanced. And uh, they join the attack, and it's and it's solid. Wait, you can put um, drop in between center backs uh, on the center mid. I thought it would only work. Yes, that it's a game changer for the four three two one. That's why it, oh, it yeah, works so well. By Ben from Delaney, he intercepts so every. He intercept like we were talking interceptions. Yeah. and and that so that was gonna be one of passing was gonna be like my next big piece coming up. But like with like the, I feel like there's more passes being intercepted this year, at least in the midfield. Uh, in prior years, so that that has been Delaney literally feels like one of the best CDMs of all time because he just sits back there and just intercepts anything that's going from winger to striker or like, or if there's two strikers, striker to striker, basically. I, I might give that a, a go again then because I tried it once in the draft and I absolutely hated it so much because it just felt empty in in all the all the defensive spots. I, I really didn't enjoy it. But if you can put it on the center mid. Drop in between defenders. I might try that because I thought you can put it, it on any of the center mids. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was only for the um, CDMs. To be fair, yeah, it's, it's so, a really yeah. good instruction. I'm uh, I'm glad they added it. It honestly good. changes how formations play. It's really, really solid. Yeah, so, that yeah. was what I did on on the beta as well. I was playing the four one two and two narrow. Um, put my four backs on join the attack and overlap, and just put the CDM on and um, drop between defenders. It's crazy. Like you're just outnumbering your opponent with your attacks it's so hard for them to defend uh, sorry about and, that. and you don't need like three box-to-box center mids there so it's it's oh. really nice to having that extra defender and then like you said like my wingbacks i think are on balance but they do i have so i have rusilion and uh mbabu and they overlap quite often and they're pacey so they get back um but even if they don't most of the stuff goes through the middle um so with that like that's what i was saying with the drop back and then i don't know about you Basically, my left CM is Havertz, so I let him. I have him on. No, I don't think I have him on stay forward. 
but I have him on like join the attack, I think it is, or something like that. So he's yeah. more of like he ends up being like my attacking mid, and it basically provides an option. And like I said, he's the one on the sweat, uh, the sweats that's mostly the one coming in and, and sweating it and scoring. Um, and then my other center back, center mid is Eggestein, but I'm going to improve him to uh, Goretzka, and that's going to be my true box to box like CM. I actually, I I don't have a team. I did have a team, but I I sold it because it was an investment team essentially. Like it yeah. had it was fun on Dembele mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other players that went up. So I sold them, and I'm thinking about either reinvesting again. I've got a bunch of stuff that I've invested in this year, and I usually don't trade as much this early just because I prefer playing. But like I said, my pack luck was so terrible, unlike some other people on this pod for whatever reason. And and on Twitter, every time you go and check uh, Twitter, there's people pulling Messi's and Ronaldo's, and I'm sitting here pulling freaking Busquets out of my draft packs. I forget who it was, but someone said, don't go into Nepo's, Nepenthe's Discord and go into the pack section. It's literally just all like inc- incredible packs. But I it's, never look at other people's pack luck because even if I get the best pack luck, I'm all just trigger me. Hmm. You know what though? I have to stay off, right? Look who's talking. I have to stay off Twitter though because a lot of the times that triggers me to not in a bad way. It triggers me to go open a pack because I'm like, why is everyone getting Ronaldo? So I end up opening packs with FIFA points over playing drafts. Plus the draft rewards have been so terrible that, uh, as we mentioned earlier, that I've ended up investing. But um, Went off on a tangent there, but my point was I did play four three two one in rivals for a bit with with a, with a decent squad, and I haven't tried the join the attack with the center mids, but I've been having success with just having everyone on balance other than the center, the middle center mid. My favorite formation in drafts uh, so far, to be fair, has been the four four twos. Both of them actually, I think they're really really strong. Two strikers this year seem to be the way to go. Mostly, it's really good in attack. I think that's why the four three two one works. Is it's just like it's not it's three, three but it's, it, it's it's tighter. Where the four three three was, I mean that was. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I tried four three three four. That was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Relatively close to each other, I can see that being re- yeah. very strong. Yeah. But I don't know. I've been really enjoying the four four twos. I've put the center mids to cover center and stay back while attacking. My both my strikers getting behind and stay forward, and um, my wide players are just. Um, put to stay wide the wide midfielders and it's really good it's it's insanely good to keep uh, possession to just pass around until your opponent is tied and eventually uh, has a lapse of concentration or something and the two strikers just allow you to play those little one twos as well it's it's got a lot of the right things i think so Mm. that might be a, a very good option for this year we'll see how that goes um, yeah, I mean, I start all four and two and two narrow, and it's, I mean, as it's not as, I don't think it's as good as year, or the prior, I guess, two years, because I've been playing it since 18, but it does, it feels, it feels like it could still be a very good formation for most people. I really enjoy it, to be fair. Yeah. I think it's better than last year, even. Oh, really? I mean, that's it I used last year, so I it, guess it, I'm more well, biased I, I guess that, it, but... that has to do with the meta, because last year, the 4-1-2-1-2 four, four, uh, four, one, two, one, two narrow didn't really offer you the, the crossing or the volleys from, yeah. from those OP situations. Yeah, um, so at a high level, it wasn't being used because I mean that way yeah. the way they're so good defending, you have to score like the cheesy meta ways from last year. It's, it's always a really good formation because it's just overloading the center and it's tough yeah. to deal with the numbers in the same place. But I'm, I'm and, and attacking through the wings isn't like incredible usually, yeah. so you don't lose that defensively. And I think the four-two-three-one is still a very good option for a more um, controlled kind of play style when you want to take a little bit slower. I think it's it's good as well. You're just not going to create as many chances with it. Um, yeah, it's super defensive to me, at least. Yeah, it's almost become more I still defensive. Enjoy it. I, I can score goals with it. Um, I think it's a very good formation, but I'm not sure if it's going to be my main formation this year. I'll still, I'll still have to try out, but at the moment, and that's well, that's mostly plain draft. I think the 4 4 2 is the one I've been enjoying the most so far. I do want to try uh, at the end of FIFA 18. I use the 4 4 2 a lot. Because yeah. I was talking to a guy and he was using it, and I was like, "Let me try this," and it, and it happened to fit like the players. I yeah, mean, it was actually quite fun. Use it as well back then. I yeah, remember. It's I think good, it's yeah. it's the usual suspects like the four triple twos, the four one two one two, um, four two three one. Those are probably going to be the most popular. But I do like that other formations are kind of sprinkled along the way, especially on release. It seems like last year everyone was was a four two three one user, and and this year, it, you know, obviously yeah. it's early. But I feel like more people are trying out different formations and having success with different variations because they're. I've actually had more problems attacking, to be honest with you. Defending, 
hasn't been as big of an issue to me as as much as attacking. I have more problems scoring, so I, I rely on a more attack-heavy formation than a four-two-three-one. So I, I can't make a four-two-three-one work. I need something with with more of an attack, personally. I don't, I don't really have problems with attack, to be honest. Uh, it's just sometimes you you know these games they still exist, even though the the one v one and the general finishing is much better this year. There is yeah. still these games where nothing will go in and the keeper is yes. just going to have to yes. But yeah, generally I, I like the finishing and I like the, the scoring this year. It's, it's, a fun, it's a fun video game in my opinion. It's generally, it's really good. It's just a few little issues, like we said. Mm-hmm. The, the AI in the attack being one of them for me. But I mean, I saw we've got, we've got a game with a lot of potential, I think. Yeah, I, like I said, like I kind of said I, at the start, this was like the highest potential I've seen in a, in a few years at the start with stuff still need to be fixed but of course like that's always the case like no it's never going to come out 100 percent perfect game that'd just be impossible there's, i don't think there's enough play testing ahead of time in, t- in time between games i mean it's still people working on 19 while 20 is coming out there's not enough time in between games for uh them to get everything 100 percent. but with the formation i was going back i saw nick 2018 uh just i don't know if he's using he was on his rich account, so he had like an incredible team but he had uh the 352 is it with Almost, Joey, you said like how the four three two one almost can work like a three in the back when you have the center center mid to drop back and like you're at the uh, winger the yeah. wing backs can go up. Do you think a three five two could work like that, where one of the CDMs truly like almost stays fully back and drops in between the center might. backs, and the other CDM is more of a ro- roaming CDM? Might it's actually a formation Kurt has been raving about a little bit. Um, <laughs> you guys have seen his top formations video, but he said the three five two might be up there this year. His favorite's the four triple two. He says mm-hmm. that he's probably going to go with that. But I, I think the three five two might make a little bit of a comeback. Um, I don't think anyone used it much last year, other than I don't know if you guys know the pro player Alexander. I believe his name is. Yeah. Um, Did he use it for a little bit towards the end? He he was mixing it up between five three two and uh-huh. three five two. Yeah. But not. It wasn't like his main go to. I think this year you might see a lot of players actually bring it in. It seems like it'll be effective just just with how the game plays. I think it might be pretty solid. Yeah, because you drop that one CDM back, you almost get four in the back already. And you have a lot of attack. And, and yeah, you and get your two left. strikers that, that Felix said he likes a lot having. And then the wing play is still very good because the over-the-top through balls to the wing seem to be effective. So you get some pacey wingers that can kind of get up and down the field. You're going to be fine there and the, those wings. Um, and they're not going to need help. And then you have like your camp who can make the late runs, and then you have your kind of CM, CM, CDM, the other one, whatever the other CDM it does. Probably more of a high, high, I guess, like almost like a Gretzka, but better, I guess. Like I can, I can see, I can see why that would make sense, why it works better this year. But it is cool that we're already saying like th- three to four formations. Like I, what was it last year? It was literally just four, one, two, and two, and four, two, three, one. That's it. Yep. Yeah, I don't think you saw much else. I mean, I've seen pros um, play four three three. What you never saw that last year? Yeah. Like uh, one of the Chicago Fire pros, not Jukes, the other one. Um, I think he goes with by B I T W. He was playing four three three in draft, and he says it's his favorite right now. He doesn't like any of the narrow, but it's like that's good. That's that's the kind of stuff I wanted to hear. Like you've got Felix saying, you know what, four two four one two one two narrow is awesome. And then you've got someone else saying, no, it's terrible. I, I need to play with width. Whereas last year, that was never the case. Everyone's like, nope, 4 2 3 one, four, one, two, and 2 That's it. Yeah. No and because variation. the 4 2 one you could play narrow slash or wide, yeah. depending on how you played it, really. Like, so what? Right. So that's yeah. why this year I, I do enjoy hearing a lot of people trying out different formations. And it seems like there are more players that you can use. Again, it's so early, so I don't want to jump ahead. But uh, a lot of people like different types of players. Mm-hmm things like that so yeah i think as we get more special cards that'll probably narrow down a little bit but yeah like as of obviously now like there's a lot of players that could be used and joey bundesliga loved this year which is pretty cool we both wanted bundesliga teams last year i think that's what i'm going to be what's my my starter squad's going to be the bundesliga that's i mean you've seen i don't know if you've i I think i've sent a picture of mine but it's it's a full bundesliga one as of now What what about you felix what's your starter squad looking like um yeah, it's nothing special, really, is it? Just your own. Squad. You want to tell everyone what your pack looks been like? I think they've been waiting to hear. It's been okay, not the best, not the worst, is it? Uh, I mean, 
I don't really know what I was supposed to say. <laughs> you packed, you pack, all right, you packed um, Ronaldo, you packed Suarez, you packed Bale, you packed who else? Dude, that's pretty insane. That's that's but yeah. That, really, those those really were the main suspects. I I did pack. Most of my pack pools were um your thirty to sixty k players, like the noticeable ones. I got Pepe from Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, He's actually expensive as hell right now. Dude, I sold them. I sold him for like seventy k or something. I believe. Yeah. Lucky, yeah. dude. I, got I a couple of Gabriel Jesus and Sissoko's Suarez. Funnily enough, was not even seventy k when I sold him. Um, he's just yeah, he's cheap. They, yeah, they they've crucified his pace, and he's only um, yeah. Because I would say Lou is better than him this year, and Lou is a hundred k even. Yeah, because I just I, I similar build. Got, um, Gareth Bale from a draft, which was nice, and of course I got Cristiano Ronaldo, and it was amazing. Insane. Yeah, that's. That's oh man, I'm I'm so jealous. Only because I, I really like this book right now. <laughs> I'm so jealous because this has been I've said this year was my worst. I don't know why my pack looks so terrible. Like I'm getting nothing. I'm so disappointed. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'll let you uh, if I don't pack anything Saturday, I'll be very disappointed. So I'll be with you. I spent twenty seven K FIFA points. Mine's gonna be either twelve or twenty four. So I yeah, spent a little bit more, but a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but when did you pack your Ronaldo? How how many points were in were you already? Um, I had seventeen k left, I believe. So it's pretty much at the end. Yeah, uh, so you did pack Ronaldo late. Yeah. Have you guys seen? Cool. I just wish I could go through the emotions of packing him again, and uh, this time make less embarrassing noises. You were you were off stream, right? I was off stream and I'm What are the odds of that? Like how many packs did you open on stream versus off stream and like you got them off stream? Most of them I, I opened on stream, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um I, I would say it's about two thirds or something. I opened on stream and I got him I'm so glad I I got him off stream because that clip would have haunted me for years <laughs> with like, <laughs> Imagine the veins running up and down that forehead. It would it would oh, it literally would have looked like airplane roots on a tarmac. The the, the screams and, and squeals I was making <laughs> running around in my like Jesus, if someone outside would have heard what was going on in here, they, they must have thought I found a spider the size of a car in my room or something. <laughs> it was embarrassing, honestly. I hope those no- noises are never heard out of my ever again. But I, I really do hope it wasn't my last good pack pool. So. The person I I've mean, seen... That, that, yeah, that, that obviously <laughs> accelerated my, my starter team into a new yeah, that's, dimension. I, that, I did definitely... keep that Ronaldo. Because are you ke- yeah, I was going to ask, are you going to... Cristiano Ronaldo, I don't think he can. I think I think I would, but I'm also not expecting like an end game team like you were. That doesn't really matter. <laughs> I would personally sell and and build a, a team that's got more like players around him. But then again, to be honest, I literally would have sold and built my exact same team and put every single thing into an investment early on. Yeah, yeah, have you, have you seen the team I have? I can't. Bring- well, no, no, no. I know you. I know with how many packs you've opened, you're fine. But I'm saying, based if I packed them based on my budget yeah, of FIFA right. points, I think I would have sold them and built like a like basically the same teams I have now, like a very OP starters team that will get me through a couple weekend leagues. Yeah, if I wasn't that situation, I would have probably done this. Yeah, better balancing, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that that helped a lot. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I will be doing pack opening Saturday. So whatever you. Saturday, probably early morning, I'll be doing a pack opening, so that'll be fun. Hopefully, I can get something of niceness. I could do the Bateson, where I think it's an I not really paying attention. He goes, Icon! Icon! And then he packs the uh, <laughs> Ding Yang. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's doing a walkout. <laughs> He's like, French. I think he was freaking out because it was French, too. Oh, I, I, I was going to say, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen, he's not on hashtag anymore, but Ryan, the pro player. Yeah, have oh, you guys seen what he's packed? I think he packed Mbappe, Messi, Neymar. Who else? That's crazy. That's it's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I'm seeing loads of icon pulls. It's funny because I don't think Bateson has an icon yet, and Castro only has a one. But like, I've seen way more icon pulls this year, like early I've seen on. More than anything this year. I mean, Agia got one. I don't think he's put a ton on. No, he's at the thing is, he's at five million transfer profit. That little guy. He did put a lot of few points on, but generally it might be down to just more money being spent. Could uh, be at, at the start. Yeah, and people are like people like care less about the promos. 
knowing how it's, good it's this hard is. to tell because the, the interesting number would be um the percentage of icons that you get from packs essentially like do we see more icons per pack or a higher drop rate however you want to call it this year mm -hmm. or is it just a higher total number because more packs are open in general I don't know if this has anything to play, but the whole icon schedule too, like prime icons and stuff like that, aren't in packs. Obviously, yeah. the the same, technically more icons were in packs last year, but almost like the fact that they're all lower rated and there's less there's less of a pool of players to pack. I don't know if that matters as well, but it could be. It could just be like I don't think I do. I, I know pros usually spend a ton at the start, obviously because they have to get their teams to get like for the first competition, but. I mean, I went on like during the, the ten hour access and seeing how many pros had like a couple million transfer profit. Just from packs, obviously, but and I think that they're all being like kind of getting in tune with a lot of the traders now. The trading community growing so much, I think a lot of the pros are you know, either DMs or whatever working with traders, and so that they know if they spent if they just take whatever they're going to spend for the first three promos, spend it all up front, and then invest it. Like they know they're going to make way more in return than yeah. basically spreading it out for the first three promos. I went into um, I bought. A bunch of Rodri's, the Man City center mid, center defensive mid. I bought a bunch mm -hmm. of him because he's going to be in one to watch. Mm -hmm. um, Joe Ellington, if you're low budget, I mean, I don't want to give away all the yeah, secrets that we're told, yeah, but uh, <laughs> it, it's also the way this comes out. It's going to be later anyway, so, uh, yeah, well, so. you still might have time, but I think they're already being. I mean, it's it's common knowledge if you follow, if you're on Twitter too for traders. Um, if you follow some traders, and if you're not, there's a bunch of either patrons, I guess, or like Uggy is kind of a patron, so we always gotta shout him out. Honestly, I, I will say this: I think if you're struggling trading, you should look out to either try to learn as much as possible or join a Patreon to help you because yeah. it's it's hard. To like, so I before when I was doing YouTube back in the day, I actually did a bunch of trading videos. Like that was kind of what I was putting out for videos on top of like world of division one, whatever, but trading was kind of the one thing I did. There was no foot bin or whatever. And I think it was easier to trade back then because mm -hmm. you were just able to flip cards without people knowing the price of the card every time. You know what I mean? Like now you just pull up the website, you know, the card, you yeah, see a lot more lazy trend. buyers too. Yeah. Yeah. So it was easy. So I've had a little bit more trouble ever since I stopped trading and I just kind of got out of it. But um, following again what he says and learning, I like that how he kind of teaches you how to think, yep. so that you can make your own investments and not only just get spoon fed. Hey, do this, do that. So, for anyone and listening, that's free. The the the, yeah. the the teaching is free. The the yeah. basically what why well, I, I mean I sub to him anyways, obviously being friends with him. But uh, like this, the the sub Discord is more of like he basically tells you exactly what to get. So it's actually less learning technically than uh, the non sub the base of the free Discord he's in. So. Uh, with that, that's always good. But I, I mean, I've learned a lot being in the sub one, even though he's telling me the exact player to get. I, I, I'm also asking why. I know, Joe, you were asking why a few days ago. I'm like, because you had some players in mind, you thought, and then he was like bouncing off of you and saying whether it made sense or not. Right. Yeah. So I, I think for people who are struggling, trading is so time consuming. It's probably worth it joining a Patreon out there. It doesn't have to be a Gia, but like any, yeah. anyone out there that's probably help you. Yeah. I was always speaking from because of our experience. Obviously, I've, I've never actually been in like a Patreon trader. Yeah. So I can't say for them, but uh, I I know that they do try to teach you as well. They're not just like they're not just like going into Discord typing in, uh, like go buy. I'll say because I already said it, Joe Ellington, and having twenty thousand people buy Joe Ellington and just to raise his price so that they can make profit. Like they are, they're teaching you why. They're giving you multiple players. They're kind of telling you to spread it out. They have multiple budgets. If you're low budget, go Joe Ellington. If you're mid budget, go Roger. If you're high budget, go a lot of these team of the team of the week ones that are going to go up are the people or the high level people like uh, potentially De Bruyne. Or a Bernardo that could be in Team of the Week too. Yep. So like there is one for all budget. They are training. So I I, I think trade. That's why. I, so long story short, that's why I think that we're seeing more icons packed is because a lot of the pros are not becoming traders, but learning how to trade and learning kind of the value of investing early. And before you would just see them basically open packs all year and try to get the best team by just weekly rewards. And we figure out weekly rewards aren't really that valuable compared to trading. So open all your packs early on get those packs now get all those coins in and just invest them don't even build like the mega team now just invest all your that's what i'm doing you'll have a mega team by team of the year and that'll be fine for most of them sure so i think we can leave episode one there we're gonna get some more gameplay gonna learn more about the game 
for episode two. If you have any questions for episode two, leave it at us on Twitter, how you guys are uh, enjoying the game, what you've liked, what you've disliked, how this patch should come out. I know the first patch came out, but I'm pretty sure it was just like Volta related and stuff yeah, like that. Uh, but they, I mean, Zaro did hint at the fact that there is a patch coming out, but it's all based on the information they got back from the pros that came to Vancouver to play or had played at um, wherever they just were, wherever, whatever they were at uh, a couple weeks ago uh, in Amsterdam, whatever they played there. Um, it's all the feedback from there that wasn't obviously given time to implement into the game before it came out because it literally was a couple weeks ago. So they couldn't get all the changes. And so that's what the patches are. So hopefully it's, it's, it's by people who play the game and know the game. So it's not just like random people giving their uh, feedback. And so hopefully I just don't want to see the patch come out and immediately people be like, oh, it's FIFA 18 all over. Where a patch comes out early on and it ruins the game. Because I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to ruin the game. I hope not. It's just have to address the right things. Like for me, that would be mainly the attack and AI and... Um, the right stick switching as well because sometimes it just will not switch you. You you just wiggle the right stick, nothing happens, and you have to switch with LB. Yeah, it, it's broken. Right switch, right stick switching. Er, yeah, it's 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 broken. It doesn't work. It literally like it. it it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, but I think it is fixable. So uh, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I, I like I said, the issues I have are so minor as long as they. As long as they don't ignore us and never fix them, I'll be happy. Because, like, I don't think it's a crazy amount to fix. It's not. It's not FIFA 19. It's it's it is a good game. So I think, like, like I said, like as as long as they don't just ignore us and never fix anything, which I know won't happen with the new, like with Zaro, Corey, and all that, and the more uh, transparent transparency. I I know stuff will get fixed. So I I I'd say just as a word of caution, just be optimistic when you see the first patch. Don't assume it's going to completely change the game and ruin it like 18 and I mean really like 19 as well because it introduced some of the others crap that we got but with that we thank you guys for listening we are excited for FIFA 20 at least seems like we are with how we're, how we're enjoying it and how much we're playing it so hopefully like I said get more game time get more feedback for you guys for next week um, and until then we'll see you next time see ya Bye.